0: Okay, we all have just passed through and lived through Friday the 13th. This past Friday was icky, sticky, Friday the 13th. Superstition has always forever considered any Friday the 13th a weird, lousy day. Your dog might growl. Your boss might growl. Jennifer Lopez misplacing her drawers might growl. So now I'm going to speak by phone with Britain's Penny Thornton, She's in London. She was Princess Diana's astrologer and secretary for the Astrological Association of Great Britain. So, Penny, what is it? What's the bugaboo about this day?
1: Well, I think the origins of it seem to go back deep into mythology. So we have to go to North Myth and uh, meeting the gods um, over dinner. And there were 12 of them, except they forgot to invite Loki, who is a really mischievous and rather nasty kind of god. So he arrived anyway, making up the 13 uh, guests at the table. And uh, then Balder the Beautiful, the great god of joy, was pierced with an arrow, tipped with mistletoe, which is poison, and died. And that began the end of the gods in North Smith, so
0: <laughs> it was a, a, a pretty awful Friday, the 13th up in Valhalla. Okay, when a when a Friday hits number 13, the truth is airline tickets even go cheaper, and execs cancel <laughs> meetings, and, and I know that a President Roosevelt, if he had 13 at dinner, he would invite his secretary to join. What, <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And es- what what is this and especially lousy is when there's a full moon. Can you explain what's the full moon got to do with it
1: well we'll come to the full moon in a minute, but obviously the idea of thirteen for dinner dates back to the myth that i I just went through, but also of course, you had the last supper, so this idea of eating dining and the number thirteen is for or has been for a very, very long time considered to be terribly unlucky. So the idea of number 13, again, it's not a perfect number. Um, 12 is a perfect number. 13 isn't. So we're starting to build up a little picture of 13 being all bad things. And there are a whole heap of things that happened on Friday the 13th in history that aren't really very nice. The idea of a full moon, I think, on Friday the 13th is because... Full moons tend to exacerbate, or they kind of up the ante, the emotional ante, so people get much more bent out of shape on a full moon. And hospitals, for instance, um, always record more bleeding after um, operations, or they have more emergency cases, and so full moons seem to coincide with things that uh, make life a little bit more difficult.
0: So it's probably a combination. I I understand that they say 12 is a whole number. I don't know why that is, but I know there were 12 tribes of Israel, 12 days of Christmas, 12 signs of the Zodiac. And Judas was the 13th guest at the Last Supper. Is, Is any of this rooted in the Bible? Um, I don't think there's anything
1: about, I mean, the Bible doesn't talk about 13 being unlucky, but 12 is a kind of magical number as well. And you've got to remember in ancient times, the whole idea of signs and numbers and portents uh, was very important. So, um, you know, the number 12 was perfect, but the number 13 wasn't. And, you know, whether that's just, kind of poetic license where you get this running through certain parts of you know the bible with the last supper or whether it's absolutely the case that it was i mean is open
0: to speculation i mean we don't know for sure okay so i i i know in, in history friday the 13th in the year 1307 which was even before Nancy Pelosi's first hair dye. <laughs> there was Philip of France who executed his knights on that day, which was a Friday the thirteenth, thirteen oh seven. And I also know that Friday the thirteenth, the Germans bombed Buckingham Palace. Does does all of that? <laughs> have this any, is all true. Um, well, then, what does all it? I mean, it means something, but I don't know, understand. Do you? Well,
1: the only thing you can say is because 13 has a reputation for being unlucky and for being, uh, not being a perfect number, when things happen on Friday the 13th, Friday also being an unlucky day in some mystical systems. You put the two things together, you get unlucky. And then all you have to have happen is for events like the the bombing of Buckingham Palace. And I actually think that the Costa Concordia, that was that ship that got stuck in, uh, you know, it passed too close to land because the uh, captain wanted to do a kind of fly past. And that killed a lot of people it sank the costa concordia was also on a friday the 13th that was 1996 so it's like the evidence mounts but in truth i don't know about you cindy but i had a perfectly good day you know
0: (laughs) yeah so did so did i i didn't fall off a ladder and i didn't pass a black cat let me ask you We'll go back to this in a second because I don't understand anything that I'm even asking, let alone what you're answering. But what <laughs> I'm did, doing my best. I know. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. What did Princess Diana need or use an astrologer like you for? Well, um, I
1: think <clears throat> the family had always been interested in um things of a kind of mystical nature, including astrology. This wasn't something new to her. But I think the... um, And also Prince Charles was introduced to astrology by uh, Laurence van der Post, who was um, uh, William's godfather. And um, I think that when she did hit this very, very difficult spot where she felt trapped in the royal family and couldn't see a way out and was really in a in desperate straits I think it was a conversation between both Charles and her and it wasn't just her idea Um, obviously I'd had some kind of connection to the family because uh, of course I'd had a lot to do with Sarah and Andrew and also Diana had been given the first book I ever wrote which was about relationships and had her and Charles as my couple to sort of show how the astrological techniques work. So that was the setting for why I came to see her on that first occasion. And um, I I suspect that her interest in astrology grew from that and all these other things. And um, in large part, uh, you know, astrology has a poor reputation in certain quarters because it's believed to be superstitious and nonsense. But I mean, really, you know, in the astrological world, it's taken incredibly seriously, and it's very technical, and, uh, you know, we treat it with great respect.
0: I don't quite understand what this has to do with your personality. If you're born under Taurus the bull, you're this. If you're born under Leo, you're that. How can that possibly mean anything. Can you explain that to me? Um, Absolutely. Well, we need to think of the
1: sun sign rather like a nationality. So if your sun sign is Taurus, it's like being born an Italian. You know, you share certain characteristics with all Italians or with all Taurians, but obviously you are an individual. And when you get down to the nitty gritty of astrology, you're looking at a, a moment in time, where the angles of the chart, the time you were born and the other planets and various you know points in a horoscope really start to define you as unique, not as a member of Team Taurus or Team Libra, what it may be.
0: I don't understand a word. Okay. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: ma'am. <laughs> Maybe. I, I thought that was simple to understand. A it is simple is to un- just,
0: it uh, is simple to understand, but I'm much more simple than anything. I know when <laughs> Saks Fifth Avenue has a sale. That's what I understand. I don't understand an awful lot of this thing. Tell me about Friday the 13th also. They say that it occurs in any month that begins on a Sunday. Is that so? Oh, I do not know that. I ah. just know I think it's...
1: Um, it occurs. I, I could be wrong here, but it may be every 2.5 years, but I'm not sure. I, I, I can't guarantee that.
0: Okay. There are people who were born on, on a Friday the 13th. The Olson sisters, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Louis Steve Buscemi, they were all born on a Friday the 13th. I I wonder if they knew that a Cincinnati University professor has decided Dracula could be muted with the smell of garlic. Do you know anything about that? I read that. What? What? (laughs) I I missed that one from you.
1: You mean if you were born on Friday the Thirteenth and you keep smelling garlic, you'll always be all right. Is that what you said? Well, that's
0: what he said. But of course, but who the hell cares about Cincinnati University? That's
1: ridiculous. I'm sorry, that is patently ridiculous. I mean, I think yeah. my explanation of sun science and astrology has a real basis and a, and, a, and a sense of trying to understand generalities in astrology as opposed to the real thing, which is very
0: intricate and complex. Well, I, Na- Nancy Reagan never moved without consulting an astrologer.
1: And I I believe that I've forgotten the name of the astrologer. Um, Was it Joanne? Oh, I should remember. But she gave some very good advice and I think maybe even prevented, um, you know, um, Reagan from actually being assassinated.
0: I think he was on his toes at that point. I know that you have said and I know that I have read but uh, but I believe whatever you you are you are telling me because you know penny but I know that 12 is a is a complete number 12 months 12 zodiac signs 12 gods of olympus 12 labors of hercules whatever it was he was doing 12 tribes of israel 12 apostles the 12th night 12 hours a day 12 months a year the 12 days of Christmas, a hanger-on is 13. It's squirmy. W- it is. <laughs> can, can you sort of explain why it's... What's the matter with it? It seems okay to me.
1: Well, it just goes back to if you believe that numbers have a resonance. I mean, you think about Pythagoras and you think about the harmony of the spheres, that there is a harmony and a resonance in number. And... You know, again, going back to ancient times and we look at the, uh, you know, the not the fixation, but the importance of number. Look at the Chinese. They still believe firmly in the idea of all the numbers having great significance, whether it's for a year or for you and your birth date. I mean, eight considered incredibly fortunate and lucky, you know, lucky numbers. I mean, this is I don't know how how old that idea is that numbers have an energy or a resonance, but it is as old as you can go back almost. And that's why we still have it. And you either believe it or you don't. I mean,
0: it's that simple. Okay. They also say, whoever they are, that, that, that Friday is difficult. Like the crucifixion, they say, but who can remember who had a calendar then? <laughs> the crucifixion was on a Friday. Uh, Eve attempted Adam with a forbidden fruit on a Friday. Now who the hell was around then to tell us that it was a Friday? <laughs> and that Abel was I know, sl- I love that. Abel I, was I, I slain love that by idea. Abel got slain by Cain on a front Friday the thirteenth. How is this possible? How the hell could anybody have known <laughs> that? I mean really. Well it it, it 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 isn't probably true. Of course
1: it isn't. But the fact is that you're dealing with a lot of symbolism. So if you want to emphasize the importance of an event, especially an event that is deadly or led to very important bad consequences, then you want to really labor the point by adding the 13th to it. And if you want to get even more muscle on it, you add Friday. And again, back to North mythology and the idea that Friday, Frigg's day, was an unlucky day. So you're combining these thoughts, but you you have to dig around in ancient times to get the origins here, Cindy. You know they're not, they're not yesterday's news. You
0: know. No, I know, and I I don't know who Loki Loki was in Norse <laughs> Norse mythology, but I know that we have some language that came from this. Do we not? Mm. Um, from Loki. No, from from Norse, from the Nor- from Norse mythology or something. Yes,
1: we we certainly do. The days of the week, really, things like Thor's day, the god Thor, um, is Thursday. Woden's day is Wednesday. Friday, Frigg's day. Um, you know that it is in our common language. And um, in fact, even if we move away slightly from Norse myth and we get to The idea of the planets themselves, you know, sun day, the day of the sun, moon day, Monday, Um, you know, we're still drawing in the idea that the, the days of the week, the months of the year are associated with mystical things. Not the planets are mystical in themselves, but the idea of astrology and planets having a meaning is definitely mystical. So you know there is a melding of you know ancient law and modern usage of you know dates times and, and names of things
0: you book you wrote a book i mean you've written several what's what's a book you wrote about this well i actually
1: gave an a lecture a, a talk <laughs> on um a boat to a whole lot of people on a cruise going to the north um going into the arctic so we were Tracing the uh, west coast of Norway as we went. So I was able to talk and, you know, about the North myths and also point out some of the constellations that also are the background of these myths. So, you know, I, I wrote it as a lecture, but you can't actually buy it as a book. It's just part of my... Um, you know body of work if you like
0: okay i want to talk to you about friday the 13th i'm not talking about calamities but i have personally <laughs> okay. had enough at the moment at the moment on friday two plumbers one electrician and an air conditioning expert with an assistant were in my kitchen for some strange inexplicable reason i had a flood A flood in my kitchen on Friday the 13th. So naturally I cursed you or anybody else. Oh, of course. Of course, I am to blame. Well, how else? Why else would I have a flood in my kitchen, perfectly gorgeous kitchen that I've been in for 20 years, on Friday the the 13th?
1: Cindy, the answer is simple. It was the plumbing. It wasn't Friday the 13th. That's just a massive coincidence. I mean, I'm sorry to sound so cynical because, it, in a way, I am a very mystical person. But I do think we have to look at things which definitely have meaning and purpose in a mystical sense and things that have no meaning and purpose at all, like Friday the 13th.
0: Okay. Were you born under a fine, ex- exquisite sign? What sign were you um, born <laughs> I was born under the sign of Aries, which is why I'm so frank. <laughs> well Aries is before just before me, Taurus the Bull. You're Taurus the Bull, I'm Aries the Ram. You've probably got some Aries
1: in your chart anyway. Um, because it's so, you know, the next door neighbour sign, um, but might have to have your whole chart to find that out. Well, what is Taurus
0: the bull? Are we wonderful human beings? Are we fabulous people? As um, I well, would believe, yes.
1: Actually, it is uh, known for being a sign of peace. Really, of um, it's a very plac- not placid sign, but it's a sign that likes things to be. Um, easy and um, atmospheres to be good between people and it's surprising it's ruled by Venus and it is surprising how many ballet dancers are born under the sign of Taurus I was quite surprised about how many and of course Venus and Taurus together are about form and beauty and music and dance so Cindy, I don't know whether you love dancing and you love music, but uh, you're probably someone who doesn't like a whole lot of uproar in life. (laughs)
0: Listen, when it comes to music dancing, I am a clod. I can't even do a, a, a waltz. I can't do anything. So I don't know what Taurus the Bull did he was like a Taurus in, a, in a, the bull in a china shop. I can't do any of these things. So can't you fix up my sign a little bit?
1: Well, I would like to try, but I do think that you have a great sense of art. I think you appreciate art. I would be surprised if you didn't. And I would suspect you appreciate beautiful things and things of value. Even if you can't dance a step, you'll have some appreciation
0: of form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So now tell me, what do you have any idea of what we should look forward to with the rest of our year or what's happening to us?
1: Well, I just want to play Cassandra here. I'm just the bearer of bad news. <laughs>
0: I mean, this
1: is not a terribly good year. And I would like to think that there, you know, we're just going through a period when once we come out the other side, we'll all be better people and things will be infinitely better for humanity. But I think we're still in a period where there's a lot of struggle and there's a lot of um, frustration about the way things are. And what we need to do, and I give a lot of advice to people, um, is we need to learn to manage our circumstances. We need to not live in tomorrow in the sense of, oh, when is it going to get better? I'm looking forward to being able to go on holiday and all these things. You've got to really work with what you've got. And if you can't do something, then do something else. And, you know, so we're learning bit by bit. In in a way to kind of stop being so scattered and having so much freedom and um, and you know to be so to be such consumers. Okay. You know, there's so many levels this is being taught at, if you like. We have to conserve things and we have to manage our individual circumstances, and take responsibility, take accountability for things.
0: I am now about to take responsibility and accountability, and I must hang up because they're going to throw me (laughs) off here. That's how good (laughs) Taurus the Bull is watching over me today. Penny Thornton, I have loved you, and you're wonderful, and thank you very, very much for talking (laughs) to us. Thank you very much, Cindy. I've loved it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.